and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Davis and Benjamin Holden. Today's episode is all about the effects of sleep on your health. Indeed, indeed. I wanted to kick off with a stat today. I sent this out to my email list um, a little bit earlier on the week and I think it surprised quite a few people. Obviously, it's not going to be too relevant to females, but there was... um, a, I think it was a TED Talk or a podcast, I can't remember now, that I was listening to last week. Um, and it was that men who sleep for five hours per night have significantly smaller testicles than those who sleep for seven hours plus. It's very not viable to a woman. <laughs> yeah, but for a guy, like if, if, yeah. you, if you listen to this and you go home this afternoon or even as a female and you want to pass it on to your, your, um, other, half. your other half... And say, do you know what? Have a little play with your plum tonight. Feel around. Feel the feel small and usual. Have you been getting less sleep? Maybe that's a, co- a direct correlation. And plus, if you have a little feel around with your nuts as well, obviously it's a good opportunity to have a little look for any lumps and bumps on a more serious note as well. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like we'd always recommend people to do that. Women with your breasts and guys with your balls. Okay, thank you very much. It's really important. Yeah, I don't yeah, care talking about nah, it. It's really important. I think. Um, I know that. It's it's kind of a bit of a jokey thing, but that stat is um, has been proven in regard to testicular size, and yeah, just as a reminder, check your nuts. Love that. So, I think sleep in general is so undervalued in health and fitness, into just how important it actually truly is. A good night's sleep is literally as important as regular exercise, a healthy and balanced diet, and it actually impacts our ability to train, recover, and adapt to training. And I really feel like it's not something people think about, like they'll be smashing their gym sessions, they'll be hitting all their calories, whether in a deficit or surplus, whatever they're doing. You're getting five hours sleep, scrolling on Instagram until 12 o'clock at night. Well, you're literally undoing all your progress. I think that's one of the big things. Obviously, that's a huge one, especially for, for anyone listening who's, who's into health and fitness and training, whatever sport degree to that extent that may be, is that performance is going to be massively hindered. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an, it's an easy indication that when you go into the gym and you're absolutely shattered after having not much sleep or a, a disrupt night's sleep that you are going to probably be lifting less, you're going to be moving a little less, you're going to be more run down so you're not expending as much energy you're not going to be performing as well as you usually would. And there's other things that like slower alertness, which is a big thing when you're in the gym, which is going to sometimes or can increase the likelihood of injury, which obviously isn't ideal. You yeah, want to be getting in the gym consistently. Yeah, because your concentration's not as good. And also you're going to tire quicker because one of the things that does happen when we have a lack of sleep is obviously we notice that our energy levels drop. And that's because when we have less sleep, you actually struggle to metabolize glucose, which is what gives us that um, either quick burst of energy or or longer lasting energy, which means our energy levels are broken down instead. So it's often why we tire a lot quicker during during workouts. And obviously the thing as well, and this is what all the research shows, and this is an immediate fact. So there's an immediate negative effect on your hormones, like Ben said, on your exercise performance and brain function. And it can also cause weight gain and increased disease risk in both adults and children. Mm. Obviously, the weight gain and the increased disease risk is longer term. And I actually do have a study that I just quickly want to tell you about that actually looked into fat loss and sleep. 
And I really wanted to share it with you because like we always ask our clients, we ask people on the school every single week, how did you sleep? How was your week of sleep? Maybe they put on like three pounds. And a lot of the time they don't even consider that they were stressed at work or that they had really, really bad night's sleep. Now, there was a study that looked into the fat loss element. Two different groups completed a 10-week resistance training program, so a weight training program. One of the groups received a pretty basic sleep health education intervention before the program, and they were always reminded about the importance of sleep. Now, the other group was blinded to the intervention, and they don't know anything about sleep. So for them, it's just 10 weeks of training. Both of the groups gained lean mass and lost fat to some degree, but the exercise and sleep group, so the ones who were getting all this information about sleep and how important it is, they actually lost significantly more fat mass and experienced a significantly larger reduction in body fat than the group who were not even thinking about their sleep and I just think that is so interesting because obviously when research studies like that are published it it's it speaks volumes because the fact that a group who were very aware and they were always reminded of how important sleep was and that they need to be off their phones they need to be getting at least seven to eight hours they lost more body fat you might be sat there at home thinking Jesus Christ like I get like six hours a night it's always disturbed and I'm actually I've actually hit a plateau with my weight and you've not even considered it could be sleep it's like that whole thing that you hear about a lot of time of like eat, sleep, train, repeat, and it do, and a lot. What of was like, that song? Eat, sleep, sleep rave, 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 repeat. repeat what was yeah. that a song? Loads of variations to it, wasn't it? Of um, a madness, but it is actually a massive important element to to grow from recovery. And I think if you if you take someone who or take two people who are really similar, um, in like weight, height, build, sex, age, doing the same training program, following the same diet, got the same goals, if all um, variables were the same, um, which I know that'd be very hard to measure and genetically kind of make up was, was similar, mm. that the pair, you could probably be getting less results just due to the sleep variable and yeah. the control that being different and you getting less sleep than the other person. You would see less significant results for that period of time just because you're getting less sleep. Yeah, no, it makes, yeah, it makes complete sense. And obviously what we said before with the fat loss. And over the past decades, both sleep quality and quantity has declined. In fact, many people regularly get poor sleep. And I personally think this is really prominent for people who are around our age range because social media is such a constant in people's lives in terms of it's always there, there's always something to look at, there's always something to scroll on until, I don't know, 12 o'clock at night. And it's really common and we've all been there. I mean, Ben loves to scroll, loves to scroll yeah. a dollar. And it can get to like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night and you'll literally be sat there thinking, shit, I'm getting up in five hours. And, I, and I've been on my, my phone for this whole period of yeah. time. And obviously the thing that you might have all probably heard of is the way that it affects your, with the blue light, in terms of how this keeps you awake and rather than increasing your melatonin which is kind of like your sleep hormone where things dark and you're getting ready for bed you're increasing your serotonin and this bright light that you're staring into your phone is actually keeping you up now I do have four or five points that I can go through in terms of how you can prevent this but I will do that at the end but with the blue light situation it's due 
well, it affects your circadian rhythm, which is like your natural cycle, which as, as, as apes, we woke up and you wake up in the morning in cavemen and then naturally by the sunlight, you Colin wake Mahomes. up and fall asleep. And it, it's like that sort of thing. But when you have your phone or laptop or iPad, whatever it is, it tricks your brain to thinking it's still daytime at like 11 o'clock at night, which reduces melatonin and that's supposed to help you relax. So there's no wonder we can't get to sleep when we've been scrolling on our phones. Well, some people actually take melatonin tablets, don't they, before bed? Yeah. I've never actually melatonin tried that. Melatonin or like sleep tablets. People do when they're traveling long haul yeah. as well. I think you try and take something to obviously help you get into a deeper slumber. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go through some of those things you can do more near the end of the podcast in terms of how you can prevent the social media situation and being on your phone. Yeah, obviously one of the big fun things that we talked about while you, you've been through there is the effects that it has on, on fat loss. Um, one of the bigger things and one of the bigger impacts it actually has an impact on, which I know a lot of our listeners uh, and our audience are very interested in is muscle building. Um, mm. And it can be quite significant as well. Because obviously at the end of the day, like I've explained a lot of times, even if you're on a weight loss journey, I still think and still believe that you should be looking to accumulate some muscle mass and build some muscle mass so you don't look like an empty as the bag at the end of your journey. Mm-hmm. You've got a bit of shape too as well. Um, and obviously, like I expressed at the start, the hormone that is often impacted by this is testosterone. And again, there was a study on men, but testosterone is equally important to Yeah, to women do have testosterone. Just a fun fact. Well, it's not even a fun fact. It's just a fact. When you're ovulating, so you're yeah. about to your 14th day of your cycle, this is when, as a woman, our testosterone will peak. So around day 14 of your menstrual cycle is when you will actually be strongest in the gym. So remember that and utilize it next time you're going for your PBs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think the, test, the, te- the study that they did was um, they looked at guys who, like a, I think it was like a longitudinal study, it must have been because... Um, they actually found that guys who had a lack of sleep will age a man by a decade. What ten it's, years? Yeah. So level of t- level of testosterone of that of that guy who lacked sleep would be that ten years the senior. Oh I, my the god! Testosterone levels because as as we age, um, our testosterone levels drop, which is of, mm. often why a lot of guys will get like TRT, testosterone replacement therapy, yeah. older in life. And as we age as well, our, our sleep. Um, depreciates and, and gets worse so it's they can see by these males who had lack of sleep or who weren't sleeping properly um, were kind of like 10 years their senior in regards to their hormone levels as well wow. so it just showed the impact that that actually had which is crazy so when it comes to muscle building one of the biggest things as a guy that we need and as a female is good levels of testosterone because obviously that helps us to build muscle to recover or to recuperate and um, so that's a bit of a biggie especially when it comes to muscle building it's massive and like going back to that fact i said before eat train eat sleep train repeat there is obviously some kind of logic to it as well but i wanted to kind of take it a little bit away from the performance element element as well um and look at the kind of impact that it has on the brain and the impact that it has on our day-to-day life and our learning so sleep um is almost like a save button when we're learning so but at the same time you also need it to prepare yourself for learning development as well mm-hmm. so it does it does both because well sleep 
the brain can't absorb and it won't take things in like on a day-to-day basis i think you'll notice it like when you're tired oh god you literally you're like trying to take shit in it's like fuck me wake up yeah or even you feel really i get really angry when i'm like tired yeah, I'm, because I, I can't i physically can't concentrate i get like foggy brain i can't think properly like we were we were tired in the gym this I'm morning really bastard, we- to be fair though i was actually i was <laughs> you know like sometimes i subconsciously think like when i'm tired you have to laugh moody yeah, you laugh you because you laugh. can't. I don't. You can't be angry and laugh at the same time. <laughs> so I start doing like dickhead things in the gym, pissing around, and I sometimes I try and cheer us up. Yeah, dancing. Yeah, yeah. So even stuff like that, though, like I'm, when I'm thinking about it more, it makes me do something to try and cheer me up. But um, there was again an experiment that was completely the sleep experiment. There's actually this crazy big lab in America. I think it's just called the Sleep Lab. I think I think for some reason I've heard of it, but it sounds like it's from a film. It sounds mad, <laughs> doesn't it? Just a sleep lab. I'd love to go there. Oh God, I wouldn't. Imagine being all hooked up to those machines. I don't think I'd be able to sleep. I, th- I think that's the only problem with like experimental sleep is that it? it's it's um what's the word? It's not as valid because it doesn't really replicate a natural environment, does it? If you, no, I bet you they, I bet the sleep stuff, lab but, though in America will do a good job. But yeah, job they'll, of do, that. they'll have to do a good job of it, and they're doing they're getting loads of groundbreaking stuff. I listened to a TED talk the other day on it and some of the stuff that is coming out of it and, and new stuff and the stuff they got for the future is phenomenal. But they did this study with um, two control groups, one with sleep and versus one who had non-sleep. I, I've seen this all night. I pulled an all-nighter. Yeah. Some of the, the facts and the stats that came out of it are absolutely crazy. I'll reel some of them off now. So the one thing that they did found was that those who had non-sleep had a 40% deficit in ability to make new memories. Ability to make new... So, so you couldn't... So you, could, you don't... Re- basically, you don't remember things as well. So that, wow. that ability to remember things in a day and have those new memories that your, your brain absorbs is decreased by 40%. So if you had to kind of... Because I journal every night. So say if I had like no sleep the night before, I wouldn't be able to journal everything down that I did that day. You probably I wouldn't remember. remember. Yeah. Wow. Um, one of the other things they found was that um, with the, the they made them basically do a test. I think it was a written test that they did, and the difference between the sleep and non-sleep um, evenings was that a forty percent decrease in examination results. So if you think about like those nights, maybe when you're at uni or when you're doing A levels or SAT or whatever it was, and you're like up all night, like either stressing about it or revising, you are for, far more beneficial to get a good night's sleep before going into something the next yeah, day. Yeah. Same with like interviews, anything like which is big or pending where you've got to remember a lot of things. Like 40% difference. That's the difference between... Passing a fail. A pass and a, like a massive difference yeah, between yeah, a pass yeah. and a fail. So I think if anything, that indicates the, ima- the amount of importance on sleep, especially before like big occasions. Yeah. I had to be fair, I never really revised the night before an exam. I'd stop at like seven o'clock because I was already quite aware of No, I wasn't. I was one of those stuff. Just I mean, I've been revising five months prior. <laughs> so yeah, I was, I was a little goody really Be up all evening on the cafe and just trying to get Red Bull down and revise. But another thing, because I think you've have you heard the hippocampus before? Yes, in your brain. Yes, yeah, so this is like the info centre, mm-hmm. which receives new new memories and and holds on to them basically. So that's what where we store all our memories. So they found that those who had no sleep had no signal receptors in the hippocampus at all. Wow. So you basically creating no new memories. And sleep deprivation almost shuts down your memory inbox, so you can't take in new experiences. 
Yeah, I can imagine that because you feel so physically tired. It's brain fog. You yeah. don't, you can't recall what the hell is going on. Yeah. You can't enjoy it. You feel like you can't smile. And when you think about it, isn't it crazy that all we're talking about right now is getting good night's sleep? Good night's sleep. But so overrated, isn't it? And mm. one of the other, this is even more scary, I think, because we talked about creating new memories, but they also looked at something called sleep spindles, which is like um, signals in your brain which come from deep sleep. And what it basically does is helps move memories from the short term to the long term storage cycle and protects our memories and important information. So imagine like that, you've got like really important memories you want to keep hold of that you want to remember. It's almost like going into your cabinet and throwing all your fucking photos away, your family. Yeah. It almost, isn't it? Because what it's saying is like if you are lacking in sleep, you're going to start forgetting like a longer term. Oh, you can't move those short term memories to long term memories. Those good times, you can't remember. That's really sad. Isn't it mad? Yeah. They're, really so there's some of the findings that they they had from that from that study, which I just think is like a, a massive wake up call for uh, possibly a lot of people who just really take advantage of the sleep or just see it more as a hindrance rather than a help. Yeah, definitely. And I'll just throw in those social media facts. I think Ben wants to talk a little bit about your immune system mm-hmm. and as you age and your body and things. So. In terms of if you're one of those people who actually struggles to get to sleep, I will give some like personal tips at the end, but this is in terms of the phone. Like you're sat there thinking, yeah, this is me because it honestly applies to so many people. And I also think this is also going into the older generation as well. I feel like my parents probably do this. They probably sit on their phones, maybe not in bed, but maybe downstairs watching TV till really late at night. Now, there's a couple of things you can do where you can actually reduce the nighttime blue light exposure. And this is such things as wear the glasses that block blue light. So you can get these from anywhere. Loads of people think these ones uh, that I have now are block blue light glasses, but they're not their prescription. But you can get clear glasses that you can just put them on and it blocks the blue light you can download apps on your phones on your ipods such as f.lux is a really popular one that i've seen so you can actually kind of not have that blue light i mean iphone have one where you can kind of change it but i actually don't think it works you can change to night mode like mine's automatically set to do it at 10 p.m but i don't think it works very well so you did it on on mine one night because i was like why is the screen gone dark like i can't see anything yeah um, but having the app is actually better. So installing those different things, you can get them on Android as well. And then also stop watching TV and turn off the lights and bright lights. Well, it, you're supposed to do it two hours before bed and I probably know you yeah, guys aren't going like, to do that. It's like pissing in the wind. That but turn the TV off an hour before. Like I, I pretty much do that. Like I'll turn the TV off at 10 o'clock. Ben will stay up for a bit longer and I'll go downstairs and be asleep by like 11. So it's just trying to make a like a subconscious effort to actually do these few things that you know are actually going to better your health. Like you're not just doing it to get a better night's sleep. You're actually bettering your health and your long-term health mm. in terms of you'll decrease your risk of like getting any of these diseases. And I think Ben is going to speak a little bit about this just just on that as well when you're talking like what you're doing like an hour to two hours before bed i don't know how many people actually do this and i know like we are far far from this because we train in the morning but you actually shouldn't train and then get home and go straight to bed so if you're one of those people who trains really late and then just like oh i'll just hit the sack it's actually not great because if you think about the way that your body's set up so when you're in the gym you um central nervous system your immune system your endorphins are released 
um, dopamine's probably really high. Your brain's mega active because it's thinking about things. Like, it's not a great time for you to be on such a high and then go, okay, I'm gonna go to sleep because it's yeah. really difficult to do that. So, again, like I wouldn't be one of those people who will just train and go to bed. Like, you you need to leave it a little bit of time. I understand for some people it may be a, a difficult one to kind of swing around because of your lifestyle balance and what may be going on with shift work or whatever. But it's not always great to kind of just hit the sack as soon as you've you've trained, just off the back of that um, mm-hmm. social media one as well. But yeah, one of the big things that I want to talk about as well is uh, a few things with the body and how it affects our body. Because I think when we all get into health and fitness, the whole point of it is for us to be healthier and happier. Um, and then if this is one of the things that one of the big things that we can control to make ourselves happier, happier and healthier, as apart from just nutrition and diet then I think we should be doing everything possible to kind of protect that. And one of the big things that has come out of studies and sleep studies recently, and this was one of the ones that I took away from the sleep lab, is that obviously as we age, our sleep gets worse. Mm -hmm. And one of the the big correlations they've made recently is between age and dementia Mm -hmm. because of sleep. And the worse our memory gets, is basically directly correlated to the worse our sleep is. So... Uh, they've kind of directly correlated sleep between dementia i think as well it's that's important to note because you guys might be listening to this who are around our age or in your 20s but think about yourself when you're 50 60 i know that's a long way away but you do have to think about those things because you can you can prevent those things now. You well, can prevent that future self happening to you. That's what they're trying to do with this sleep lab is really help elderly people because it's a natural occurrence. Like there's, n- yeah. there's nothing that we can do about it as humans. We just don't sleep as yeah. well. And they reckon that's like one of the big reasons why dementia becomes more and more severe because God. it's so directly correlated. But It's really sad, isn't it, actually? So I wish are- there was more information a few years ago on this i know but they are doing great stuff at the moment and they're doing a lot to do with elderly people to help them and seduce them into like a deeper sleep so therefore that can be protected and their mental health is better as well um but then if we look at other stuff between like there's massive effects between lack of sleep and the cardiovascular system and how it negatively impacts that i mean one of the things i found really interesting was um the they kind of they looked at some stats in um in regards like you know when we turn the clocks black um in spring and autumn yeah. like we get an hour less or we get an hour more well in spring when we lose an hour of sleep the the next day the following next day they see a spike of 24 percent in heart attacks the next day 24 percent that what? next day oh my god because gosh. of one hour less sleep 24% spike in heart attacks. And you can't you can't do anything about the clocks going back. That's just something know, that yeah. happens with the world. But that's the the off balance that it sets for some people, I suppose, who are maybe already unhealthy or maybe already at risk of having a heart attack. That's enough to push that increase up by 24%. That's crazy. But then and a half. in autumn, when we gain an hour sleep, there's been seen a 20, 21% reduction in heart attacks. And this is from just getting an extra hour or taking away an hour of sleep. And the same percentage of profile goes for 21% reduction in car crashes the next day as well. That's actually a really big one. And I'm really happy on the roads where you can see the sign saying tiredness kills, pull over. Because it's so important because How a lot of people... Out, 21% decrease in the amount of car crashes the next day because we get yeah. an hour more sleep because we turn the clocks back. I think as well just thinking about it everyone always says like oh like i never get enough sleep i don't have time 
um, to get seven hours sleep. Are you joking? Just go to bed an hour early. Like, <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? They're like, oh, I don't have time to get like eight hours sleep or seven hours sleep. Okay, if you get up at 6 a.m., five, four, three, two, one, seven, nine. You can go to bed at 10 p.m. You can go to bed at 10 or half 10. I go to bed at half 10. Yeah, I know. But it's, like, it's not, I feel like there's like a stigma I, around no, going to bed earlier. Like, but I think oh, like you're when rough. you're a kid, you've got no choice. It's like, no, fuck off, go to bed. Yeah. Whereas now, because you have the choice, it's like you can sit around and do whatever till whatever time. And, and obviously it isn't isn't good for you. I just can't believe I started to do stats. So yeah, that's not a big indicator, it's crazy. But th- th- talking about effects on the body, the big one is the immune system. Wow, and again, yeah. this is what's going to impact illness. It's what's going to impact our future health. And if this isn't important now more than ever in regards to our immune system and, and what's currently going on with COVID, then I don't know what is. Mm. Because one of the things that happens is... Uh, um, effects on natural killer cells so these are cells um and elements that help to kill cancers and tumor and and tumors Mm -hmm. so we get a a direct drop in these killer cells with lack of sleep which i means that we have a higher protection cells your protection cells we have a higher risk of um i suppose cancer growing and tumors growing as a having lack of sleep over time that's bad because it directly affects your immune system so if you don't have enough sleep we will not have enough of these to protect you in the future from cancers and it's not even and just in the future though it, that's that's for any age group it really is and it, yeah it's well I, I pulled up another stat from one of the sleep studies and it's to do with killer cells so if you have only have four hours sleep for example then the effect on the immune system is that we have a 70 percent drop in killer cell activity you're not really giving yourself much of a chance there are you fuck me i don't i don't fancy gambling for 30 percent. but that's what i mean it's it's this should be i really really hope this is kind of clicking things in your bread where you're not a what oh bread you see your obsession with bread is getting far (laughs) too much at the moment in your head i really really hope you don't get pressurized by that stigma to have to stay up till half 11 at night like you're not a wuss if you go to bed at 10 o'clock or half 10, I just want to put that out there because yeah. I feel like there's a massive stigma, stigma around sleep. Well, the, the thing is as well, that there's obviously a, a direct link between cancer and sleep and the WHO, which I, th- I think stands for the World Health Organization, has now said that any form of night shift work is a, a probable, uh, is it carcinogen? Carcinogen. Carcinogen, yeah. which... Again, I know that can't be helped for a lot of people in regards they have to do shift work, but it's not helpful to your long-term health. And I think I think there's been loads of published in regards to people who do shift work. And I do feel sorry for people who have no choice. Mm. Um, but you just need to make sure that you're getting enough sleep in other areas and yeah, other, in other the, places. In the day when because you going back to what we spoke about at first in regards to playing with your nuts, and this is a serious part of it, that the kind of the direct correlation between sleep and cancers is that the cancers that are most prominent are, are bowel cancer prostate cancer and breast cancer mm. so again really scary kind of things and really scary numbers when we look at the severity that lack of sleep can have on our future um, and it's things that we don't often think about we go oh, lack of sleep just a bit tired wrap it off get a red bull get a monster i'll, I'll, I'll catch up later that that's it isn't it you always mask it well we're in that kind you of mask the yeah the, 
the feeling of being fatigued. We're in that era or in that notion where everyone thinks it's fucking Billy Big Balls to get less sleep and I'll do an all right, I'll work harder, I'll sleep later. No, you won't. You, yeah, you, you don't just, need to act you, Billy yeah. Big Dick. Like, you don't need to do all-nighters. Like, it just doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't help at all. Um, Sorry, just speaking about the caffeine element kind of things there, this is a really important point where... You need to think about your caffeine timing and not consuming caffeine too late in the day. Obviously, it has numerous benefits. Mm -hmm. Your uh, focus, your energy, sports performance. Like we take pre-workout. I love a coffee, love a flat white, love an Americano, like loads of people do, which is fine. But when you consume it late in the day, caffeine stimulates your nervous system and it may stop your brain, your body from naturally relaxing at night. And in one study, it showed that consuming caffeine up to six hours before bed significantly worsen your sleep quality. And the actual caffeine can stay elevated in your blood for six to eight hours. Because yeah, the half-life. Yeah, because the half-life. Therefore, drinking large amounts of coffee after 3 or 4 p.m. is really not recommended, especially if you're sensitive to caffeine or have trouble sleeping anyway. Now, you can have decaffeinated coffee. You can have decaf coffee, which me and Ben also have quite a lot of the time. But also, you have to remember there is still traces of caffeine in decaffeinated coffee and green tea and things. So that is just really, really something to be aware of, like your caffeine time and like especially if you train at night and have a pre-workout at six o'clock not a chance you're not you're not sleeping well that people look at that in regards to caffeine how long it stays in the body for and what they don't realize it is it doesn't just immediately disappear after the set hours depending on how much caffeine you're having it cuts in half so it'll drop like 200 milligrams 100 milligrams depending on the hours that's been in there so if you're having caffeine really late on it still is going to impact your sleep and this is one of the videos that I'm doing as a YouTube video this week is in uh, regard to a similar topic with energy drinks and the caffeine at the end because one of the things that pisses me off more than anything is the people who comment on some of my posts going, oh, but it's unhealthy to drink monster. No, it's not. Well, it's the same as drinking a cup of coffee. For people like sitting officers and they've got that happy trigger arm of, of smashing eight coffees in per day are far worse than me having a monster per day because the caffeine content in a kind of monster kind of similar to like and talking about this the zero sugar monsters by the way the caffeine content them is around 200 milligrams in the is it venti the, the largest ones that they do in starbucks yeah they can go up to like 300 to 320 milligrams per caffeine so the killer isn't in the consumption it's in the um the quantity that you're drinking it in so i'm having one or two of them a day and going to like 400 milligrams of, of caffeine mm-hmm. for my size weight height whatever i'd completely fine and within my tolerance levels um but if you're bashing loads of coffee it's, it's exactly the same i know some people get the back up what a spot i mean don't want to go into that too much at the moment no uh, he'll go on a tangent i'll slog off on a tangent but yeah at the end of the day all i'm going to say is conclusion is not bad for you yeah um but yeah va- very valid point with caffeine mm-hmm. i think that's a, that's a big one to look out for with um with sleeping again it goes to that point of that after the one that i heard is oh sleep when i'm dead well, yeah, you will sleep when you're dead because you'd be fucking dead. Like, after yeah, I don't really sleep. get that one. Sleep, sleep, what, I, I, it's ridiculous. It's just one of those ego well, things again, should, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's one, of the, that's one of those quotes you see with like a yeah. line in the background being like, sleep, sleep when, when you're dead, hustle hard, 24-7, yeah. no sleep, no rest for the wicked. Stop, I have to call those people see you next Tuesday, but stop that. we'll get past that. There's, but, but again, the, sh- the shorter you sleep, the shorter your life. So it's up to you, mate. Um, 
Do you think that's been shown to modify? Is it's actually been shown to modify our genes? Obviously, the, the immune system, the promotion of tuners, long-term inflammation, um, and cardiovascular disease. So, lack of sleep is going to impact all parts of our life, whether that's mental, physical, and and emotional. And another one of those is because I think you might have briefly talked about when you talk about melatonin before is that it it really affects cortisol. Yeah. Um, and cortisol is the primary stress hormone. Um. It has a lot of different impacts on the body, increases sugars, i.e. glucose, in the bloodstream, enhances your brain's use of glucose, and increases its availability for substances to repair tissues, i.e. get massive, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's obviously a muscle-breaking hormone, so we don't want lots of it. And um, what they've actually found with cortisol is that people, and this is looking at different times of sleep, and this goes people back to people who do shift work. So what they actually found was that... Um, People who sleep in the day versus people who slept at night, I you know, shift work. It doesn't matter how long the period of sleep was, say it was eight hours, eight hours, the people who slept in the day, cortisol levels were still higher than those who slept at night. And also mm-hmm. through sleep, we want to lower those cortisol levels so we feel better the next day. Um, we have a better ability to, to build muscle and obviously we're, we're less less stressed as well. It's obviously stu- That's obviously to do with your circadian rhythm as well your because you're rhythm. not obviously yeah. supposed to be sleeping in the day. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly like what that. to do with. So the other thing that uh, hormone-wise it's going to have an effect on and this is something that we speak quite a lot about is leptin and ghrelin mm-hmm. because leptin's the hormone that we want to bring down. So sleep actually helps bring leptin down and raises ghrelin's. I've got that the right way around because leptin's the hormone that helps us make, make us feel full. Feel full. And, and ghrelin's, ghrelin's your the, hunger hormone. What makes us feel hungry. So by simply sometimes getting more sleep you can directly affect how hungry or how full you are from eating meals the next day, which is massively important when it comes to fat loss and dieting. So when we're talking about like getting better sleep to help with fat loss, we're not saying, oh, sleep and you're going to wake up 10 pounds later. Mm-hmm. But it will directly impact hormones that correlate with eating, nutrition, feeling full and basically being greedy. So these are the things that we need to speak about. And I think this was really prevalent for me and I've spoken about before on the podcast is that I had, um, or oh, still got to a certain degree, so sort of less. I had NES, which is nighttime eating syndrome, which I've been working with a therapist on. Uh, I really suffered badly with it for 12 months. It really directly affected my mental health. And it's known as both an eating disorder and a sleeping disorder. Mm-hmm. So I think because I was obviously getting up in the middle of the night and eating at crazy times, not only was um, I throwing off a load of different stuff to do with my eating patterns, but it was throwing off my sleep. I messing with my leptin and ghrelin levels, making me feel hungry at really mad times and not making me feel satisfied with the amount of food that I was getting. So that's why I was able to eat so much in like a, a 10 minute period and I could just mm-hmm. keep going and going and going. Um, so that was really a weird one for me. I think this is why I've, I've done a little bit more research on sleep. It's why I've done a lot on the morning routine. The thing that I still need to work on for me personally is just my a bedtime routine. God, that nighttime routine. This is actually, I was going to go on to my personal tips of getting a good nighttime routine because I've nailed it, people. I have a really solid nighttime routine. To be fair, I kind of always have, I get a bit paranoid if I actually don't go, I've got an upside down house, so if I don't go down to bed. Everyone usually says upstairs to bed, but we're the opposite. Um, so my tips in terms of actually getting a good night's sleep. So reading, or having a journal, writing in something is super relaxing. You're obviously reading a book, you're not staring at a phone. 
if you're reading off like an iPad or a Kindle, just obviously make sure you reduce the light or have the foam blue light screens. That, sorry, just a really button there. I do apologize. Sorry. Um, do you know like with iPads or what's the other one where you read off? Kindle. A Kindle. I don't know whether they've implemented something now with Kindles where to do with blue light, but again, um, I was looking at a study the other day, which I think, and don't quote me on it, was saying that they did a study of like people who swap between a book and like one of the the, pa- the pads or the tablets, and they found like a fifty percent reduction in melatonin versus reading the book. Yeah, on I screen. can imagine that because you're reading the paper. Yeah, but again, I don't know whether they've now implemented something further on to do with, like the blue light thing, which decreases that. But yeah, just be just be careful with those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, the definitely. Um, nothing interesting happens past ten o'clock, half ten on social media. Honestly, c- catch up the next day. I, why bother scrolling past 10 o'clock like it's like a night out nothing interesting happens past 2 2 a.m go home it's just one of those things you really don't need to be catching up and this is the biggest one for me and I believe that the bedroom environment and its setup are key factors in getting a good night's sleep so this includes things like the lights the scents having diffusers having candles having a clean bedroom and in one study on bedroom environment for women around 50 percent of participants noticed improved sleep quality when noise and light diminished now i'm all about candles diffusers everything i set a low light i get alexa on and she's speaking to me she talks to me um like a sleep app thing so when i'm drifting off so when i'm drifting off that's all i can hear I have really low lights, like a rock salt lamp, and it just really relaxes me, and I'll be reading, I'll be journaling, and I'll just quite happily drift off into a peaceful sleep, and I find it a hell of a lot easier to wake up in the morning. I don't get sore eyes, I don't get a foggy head, and I go down to bed at quarter past 10, because I know it takes me around 45 minutes to do like my whole routine and get myself ready, so I'll be I'll be asleep by like 11 o'clock, and it's just it's just so important and what I've just said there are the easiest things to do and don't tell me you don't have enough time to to get a good night's sleep because every single person does you just you just have to prioritize it's okay you prioritize going to the gym you prioritize doing a home workout you prioritize your cooking your nutrition why aren't you prioritizing one of the biggest factors Mm -hmm. as well 100 percent um just to add to those little notes of it I suppose of how to get better sleep um one of the big things, and I know this is difficult for people, um, is regularity. So, firstly, this isn't that difficult, but a regular bedtime and a regular wake up. Mm-hmm. So, go to bed at the same time, wake up at the same time, your body really enjoys regularity and consistency. Yeah. But that also correlates over to the weekend. I know a lot of people like having a lie-in, but that can throw your circadian rhythm off and you're patting off a little bit of when your body is supposed to get up and wake up. So, if you want to get solid sleep and, I suppose, improve your quality of life and sleep having a weekend and weekday regularity is really 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 important as yeah, well we and pretty much have that we we do maybe like an hour every now and again yeah. either side but we generally keep it the same the other thing is and this is one that i sometimes struggle with especially in your room and this is why i have to push you away from me sometimes because you get a little bit too close for comfort <laughs> is that to keep it keep cool you need to keep your, your oh your, gosh i'm like a little radiator you need to keep your, um your core body temperature down and it's actually recommended that you have it about 65 degrees or 18 degrees so celsius um because if you're too hot like even like a temperature slight but either way will massively disrupt your sleep so heat's really important like how many times do you go to bed 
and like you're tossing and turning and you have a terrible sleep when it's dead hot. Yeah. I sleep better when I'm cold. Yeah, I do because you can snuggle up into the quilt. Yeah. quilt. <laughs> um, obviously, the one that you've touched on, caffeine, but at the same time, alcohol as well. Alcohol, a lot of people think because it's depressing, you'll sleep better from it, but you actually sleep worse and have disruptive sleep. You basically knock yourself out because you're pissed. You're not. <laughs> yeah, so like, you don't actually you just actually drift like into you, sleep. You yeah. just... Mm-hmm. You actually feel like when you're in from a, coming from a night out, you sleep really well, but actually um, going through REM sleep and the stages of sleep, you don't actually sleep that well in regards to quality. Um, so probably don't have too much vodka before bed. It's not an, not an ideal. Um, the other thing, and this is sometimes, I struggle with this sometimes, and it's something that I don't do, so I probably need to take my own advice, is, do you know, if you go to bed and you're tossing and turning for like half an hour, an hour, the best practice is to actually get up and go and do something else and return to bed when you're sleepy. Yeah. It's like, it, to put it into comparison, like, it's trying to, fo- I know it's hard because we're talking about getting into routines, but trying to force yourself to go to bed and go to sleep when you're not tired. And this is sometimes what I say to you when you go to bed. Mm. I physically can't go now because I'm not tired. It's like you sitting at the dinner table and, I don't know, like, waiting to be hungry or force feeding food down you when you're, you're not, not hungry. hungry. It's going to promote bad habits. And it's the same with your bedroom. You should be going to the bedroom to sleep like yeah. you shouldn't be going there to lie and toss around because it starts to build the bad relationship with the room that you're in as well um so that is is a biggie um and the other thing is as well that we we can't catch up on sleep i think a lot of people believe it's like a debt and um similar to like i suppose money that's something that we can catch up with and something that we can pay back to the bank but, but sleep isn't something that we can catch up with. We can't go five hours sleep on that and go, I'll catch up with it later in the day. It doesn't work as a debt. It's not something that we can repay, like you can repay the bank. And this is something that we need to realize. And I know a lot of people like having siestas or having sleeps in the day, and that can be important. I think it's really good to, to help with awareness and stuff, but you cannot um, recover sleep debt. It just doesn't work that way. And it's so weird because we are actually the only species on earth that deliberately deprive ourselves of sleep yeah we definitely are there's no there's no there's, there's no one else who fact, does that there's no other species that the physically deprive themselves of sleep you never go to the zoo and go oh, there's a chimp there he's fucking he's got a few tasks to do we need to pick his <laughs> bum a little bit more so he's not gonna sleep tonight you've got a, you've got a good bit of picking to do there i wonder if fish sleep I was going to ask you a question. Don't, if it's about fish, I don't it's know the answer. Fish, I think they about... do. They must just drift along. It's not. About... It's not like finding Nemo. They don't go into a little anemone and sleep. If anyone knows, let us know. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. My fucking mind's blown. With <laughs> it, <isn't> it? <laughs> Carry on. No, nah, it's blowing my mind. Do you, do you, do you, well, because they breathe underwater, so I was just confused how they then sleep. But like they float. Don't you they? still know. You still so breathe they, when you sleep. They're not. You don't get up one morning. And you they have don't a fish float. Tank. They're just they're just fish. That's how they that's how they live. But you wouldn't get up one morning and the fish is at the bottom of the tank. Would you? Sleep no, like no, it And you got to knock it off. Like, oh, get up today. Oh, Time for school. Up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it baffled me. I was gonna, what, what the question I was going to ask you was because that's a fairly weird question itself. But the the question I was going to ask you: What is the weirdest place you fell asleep? Oh gosh, I've fell asleep many places. I think to be fair, the biggest one for me is like falling asleep on poolside when I really? used to swim. Yeah, we used. To, I used to be set, wow all the time. Like, wait, in the morning sessions, half four, little snooze. Yeah, definitely. 
I think the, the way this place off fell asleep. I mean, I've slept in like mountains and stuff when I've been ski mountaineering. Yeah, but I, what I mean is like because you've been tired, you just fell asleep somewhere. Poolside. You know, exhaustion, poolside. Definitely. Um, oh, school. I used to fall asleep at oh. school and get sent to the nurse's office because I was so tired because of swimming. I don't think this is a weird one because I think plenty of people probably done it before, but it's, it was embarrassing for me. I was in, um, I went to Liverpool John Moores and I fell asleep in one of my lectures. Yeah. It was like in, in first year as well. So it's, you know, like when you don't know everyone that well and you kind of like, you can't, you kind of play it cool. Like, yeah, make, mm-hmm. make friends, make, make a good impression, boost me ego a little bit. Well, I'm there with a full lecture hall in the middle, like sat in the middle. Couldn't be any more obvious. And um, Had you made friends yet? I had a couple <laughs> of friends, but I wasn't, I wasn't kind of hitting the heights of where I expected to yet. I wasn't the, the, um, the jock of the group yet. <laughs> um, and I was in a lecture and it was boring as shit, as most lectures usually were. And I think we were probably like an hour in. And you know when you just try to pull your eyelids open to stay awake? And I used to hate that. It was an early lecture as well. So I'd, I've, I must have drifted off. And you know what I'm like in sleep sometimes? I make weird noises, don't I? <laughs> yeah, there was one of them. That's literally and what it got, she, There must have been a point, And I'd, I don't know how um. long I've been asleep for. And all of a sudden, I just went, nah. <laughs> but, but proper shouted it so loud but like do you know yeah, when you make noise in your sleep and you don't realize that you made noises oh yeah so i've just i must have made a noise and i've woke myself back up and I'm like that startled then looking at the front to think what's going on in the lecture and everyone's turned around looking at me and i'm like did feel, i say feel something? like the biggest dick ever and then but what i tried to do is because i knew i must have made kind of a noise so i went <coughs> and tried to, try to ke- ke- like curve it into a bit yeah. of a cough but no everyone knew i was asleep there. and i just scream my head off but that's not the weirdest place that I fell asleep but it was one of the most embarrassing I think weird like a lot of my mates have fell asleep in clubs you know like when you're out on the piss it's like three in the morning and the music was literally pinging so loud it could have knocked the eyeballs out my head but he's managed to fall asleep I don't know how people do that alcohol but I just don't I couldn't sleep for that much noise no do you know what I was just thinking sorry just before we wrap up this podcast when we used to swim I used to have to get up at 20 past four in the morning and I used to go to bed at like 10, half 10. And when you think about it, as a competitive athlete... You're not getting much sleep there, always. Not getting hours. a lot of sleep. Six hours to do like a three-hour pool session in the morning, spend a whole day at college and three hours a night in the pool. Well, do you know from... That can't have enhanced no, performance. I, I, but we had no choice. We I physically like had no choice. a lot of coaches don't understand the importance of sleep. And that mm-hmm. just kind of highlights that. I remember speaking to Harry Aikens, who we've had on the podcast before, the 100 meter. And well done to Harry, by the way, because he won his GB British Championship race the other week. Yes. I was out with him in Manchester the day before. Obviously, that must have helped him a little bit. <laughs> um, but I was like, I stayed at his a couple of weeks ago. And I also was speaking to him about his, his sleep. And he actually gets up quite late, you know. He to get, I, I, I was like, oh, British, British competitor, he probably gets up early. He's out doing training. Nah, he, he sleeps in, he gets up when he feels like it. And I think that's a really good thing. And it highlights the fact that it sleeps Why he's so very much amazing. Indeed, and it's one of those things that we spoke about before. A lot of people think it's embarrassing. People get classified as lazy because they they get more sleep. They're not as hard working. It's bullshit. They're gonna operate a lot better if they, if they have the sleep. Mm-hmm. And I just go to show it's the same with athletes, and I'm glad that people are starting to realise that now as well. And it's something that I'm still working on. Something that I continue to work on. I think it's something that you're always gonna have to be consciously conscious with because it can be easy neglected. 
Yeah, definitely. We really hoped you enjoyed this podcast and found it valuable and insightful in terms of how sleep does truly affect your health and fitness. <laughs> I hope it hasn't put you to sleep. I just hope it hasn't put you to sleep. Yeah, obviously. And have a oh no, we're there. oh. Uh, 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 uh. What happened yesterday? Oh, we can't yeah. say yet though because this goes live tonight. Yeah, we can't say. But next week's podcast, wow. We, we have the most amazing and exciting announcement for you next week on the podcast. We can't tell you on today's because this podcast will be going up later and the announcement properly is only on Saturday. Some of you guys might have guessed it. It's the Very biggest project in history of the My Coach School. Again, we're so thankful for all of our members and you guys sharing the podcast on yeah. Facebook, Instagram, social media, wherever you share it. We truly are grateful. Yeah, and the other thing I just want to mention is it's um, we've also this week launched a new Facebook group called the Glute Group. Oh yeah, and this how could is, I forget? Um, some that Lucy is taking command on. I will be dropping whoop, whoop. into one of the sessions to basically be a dummy, which I am most of the time. Yeah. Um, which Lucy will be using me for like hip thrust, a lot of the glute exercises, and then I'll also be dropping in for to drop some knowledge bombs in the um, nutrition seminar. I think that's on the Tuesday. Yes, it's a complete free event. Run people through the dates. I'm you know going. Better. Yeah. So it starts on the twenty first, where. It, everything's done via virtual obviously covid and things we can't do a physical event everything's done via facebook live 6 p.m bst there's already thousands and thousands of people in this group which is incredible we're going through how to train the glutes the frequency why your progress will have stalled what you're doing wrong what you need to do i'm going through demonstrations with you how to optimize your growth um, nutrition obviously we're doing that chat with ben you're also going to have an exclusive q a with me which is incredible because it's just us one-on-one talking about your bum how to get a peachy bum and I'm just really really excited and all the women in the group and there's guys in there as well are so supportive and I'm truly looking forward to it you can find the link in the my coach school bio for the rest of the week and enrollment does close on Sunday so make sure you are quick yeah so what were the dates for those um seminars 21st 22nd 23rd 24th of September and obviously if you listen to this podcast later than those dates then I apologize. I apologize, you missed <laughs> out. Um, but yeah, it'd be a really cool event. And again, like Lou said, there's some guys in there as well, which is really cool. And I always promote guys to really look the more into depth. Must. Yeah, look more into depth for the hip thrust, the, the importance of the glute, because that does have a lot of benefits and transferable skills over to the deadlift, over to your squat. And the very two important reasons I always give guys for, yes, Lucy, oh. hip thrusting is one, doggy I was shaking style, my head then, and by the two, way. missionary. It helps, it's, trans- it's got transferable skills, but Completely. it also really helps with posture as well. Yeah. So a good posterior chain. If you're a guy, please jump into the group as well. It's for everyone. I will be doing some of the, the sessions in there as well. But have a wonderful day or evening. Can t- continue to share. Yes, and continue to share the podcast. Have a wonderful day or evening, wherever you are in the world, and we'll catch you on next week's episode. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.